the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. It's the uh, Friday edition Friday, Friday, lovely Friday Woo! edition of the ride home. Kath and I, well, we're both wearing V-necks. That's like yeah, our celebration. Yeah, because it's casual Friday. Right. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it is casual Friday. Uh, Kath, not, what time is it? Not only that, John. Hmm. Is it too early? I feel like it's a little early. No, I don't think it is. Okay. It's not too early. Well, then no. I'm happy to tell you, both of you, your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. Five minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Mike, the week upon us, huh? in the studio yeah what are you guys drinking there <laughs> oh, no. I think we can. <laughs> happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday kathy happy birthday to you Thanks, you guys. Hey, Doc, come into the camera. There you go. Very... There it goes. Fabulous. Very nice. There's classic you know I Mike. I was going to have a birthday party today. This is a thrill. Thank you so much, Doc. Thank you so much, Mike, making that work. What's on the board back there? What is that? Yeah, what exactly is that? What is... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, die. Because die's fabulous. Mm-hmm. I love Island Punch. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Work that crown, lady. Mm-hmm. My princess crown. My beauty mm-hmm. crown. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? Right. Tropical, yeah, tropical Mike. vibes on, Mike. <laughs> Mike Adams this? is wishing you the best from the outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm, very this nice. is very thrilling that I'm watching my own birthday party unfold in a whole different location. Mm-hmm. 10 See, first miles from where I am. The Word FM live stream birthday party brigade at it once again. Was it two weeks ago? Was my birthday? Or was it last week? Uh, no, was it was two, two weeks, weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. You were, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Boy, look, I'm <laughs> getting strange. waving for me. Listen, if you're not watching on Facebook, you're missing out on my party. Oh, my gosh. Would you log on right now, 101.5 Word FM or the Ride Home with John and Kathy and see what the heck's going on? Mm-hmm. Thanks, friends. Very nice. Happy birthday. Yay! Happy birthday, Kathy. We love you. you guys. Nice. Good stuff. Okay. The weekend has begun. I mean, I think that just about tops everything, Kathy. Yeah, right? I don't think that I, we can really go anywhere after no, my no. birthday party. 
You got birthday plans? Yeah, I do have birthday plans. Hey, what are you going to do? You're going to go out uh, and like have dinner somewhere? Yeah. Right? Maybe yeah, a we're gonna show. We're going to go and have dinner. We're going to take right? in a show. We're going to do take some a cruise. We're going to do some public singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get on the Gateway Clipper, idea. hang out mm-hmm. with a bunch of people in a close, a close space. Right. I think that's good. Uh, actually, uh, I'm going to grill. Oh. And, uh, I'm making, and I'm making myself a cake tonight. You're making yourself a cake? Yes. Really? Yeah. Huh. And here's why. What because I know exactly what I want. And so I feel like I'm just going to step ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My party it just looks like it's a lot of fun. I think so. At station. Holy you think smoke. that's going on on air? I, I don't just, know. Is that going no, on on air? it's not if, going on on air. Okay. Oh, that's too bad because we're really enjoying hearing it here. That's good. That's Sorry. good. <laughs> Apparently we were trying to sing happy birthday to you and I have my mic off the entire time. No, no. Oh, oh that's no. good. Oh, that's too bad. So there was singing and no one knew it. That's so it made the party yeah. even better. Aren't yeah. things really difficult technologically every sure day is, these days? At least you so, yeah. got to hear it, right, Kath? Okay. So that's I loved all really it. Matters. I heard it and it, it made my heart glad. Right. Yeah. You can good. see our ratings just went through the roof. I mean, exactly. Just, exactly. All, tuning in from all over mm-hmm. Western Pennsylvania. That's right. Very nice. Anyway, well, yeah, so I have a big birthday weekend. I'll be grilling and I'll be making my cake. And that's pretty much, you know, all I need, I think. Why are you making your cake when you have two daughters? Well. And a husband. Uh, well, first of all, um, my husband doesn't bake. He has many other positive qualities. Baking's yes. not one of them. And I really know, I mean, I'm a good baker. Okay. All right. So this is a, this that, is something that's enjoyable. Yes. This is something that's enjoyable. I, I'm not looking at it as any kind of okay, like good. task to be completed. Right. Now last, uh, was it two weeks ago you made a banana cake? Yeah, that was a real disappointment. Uh-huh. And so for your birthday, is it a chocolate cake? Uh, it's a uh, put the lime in the coconut cake. Whoa. I like it already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lime and coconut. One of my favorite combinations. It's delicious. Really fabulous. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm well, you have more excited. than one piece. I'll have multiple pieces. It'll Excellent. be for Saturday and Sunday. As well you should. Yeah, thank you. All right, good. Well, happy birthday to you. We got a, a jam-packed show. We'll come back and revisit Kathy's birthday, I'm sure, as the day goes on. Um, what's next year? Oh, yeah. holy, what a weird transition here. I know. It is, it is kind of a difficult transition. Well, but... no, it's kind of one and the same because we're going to talk about birthdays and death. Okay. I mean, they're kind of linked in some way, right? Right. I mean, right. Maybe Carl Truman will sing me a little mm-hmm. song. Could he both? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Carl Truman in the Undeck Circle, Department of Biblical and Religious Studies at Grove City College. I bet he could sing a ditty. Oh, sure he can. He'll sing you Time in a Bottle. That'll be next for your birthday. All right. Take a break. Come back. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word of Them. Streaming live on Facebook as well. Find us anywhere. Wherever you WORD. So, yeah, things are a little weird right now. So at Word FM, we offer a little bit of normalcy to your life. Inspiration will not be canceled. Conversations will not be canceled. The good news of Jesus will not be canceled. Hope will not be canceled. Use your smart speaker to stay connected. That's a smart choice. 101.5 WORD. Always open for encouragement. Hello, friends. It's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. We are hoping you are all healthy and safe. Our family wanted to let you know that because our cows are requiring twice-a-day milking, the Spring House is still open for you to stop by for your farm fresh from our herd milk and hot out-of-the-oven breads and buns and meats and cheeses and cookies and anything that will make life happy and comfy and easier during these uncertain times. Our buffet is still full of family recipe lunches and suppers every day to take home to eat at your own family table and our 
catering team even created a special take-and-bake meal, which you can check out online. We even ordered in extra toilet paper in case any of you are in a pinch. We've been so blessed this last week by customers thanking us for staying open and, best of all, telling us that they're praying for us. We just wanted to let you know that we are praying for all of you, too. Here's a big hug from all of us at the Springhouse to you. We love you. Hey, John, have you heard about No Safe Spaces? Oh, yeah. It's the number one political documentary of 2019. And listen, it finished its run after garnering the highest fan rating, 99% at Rotten Tomatoes, but it's been blocked from every streaming service. Oh, don't worry. No Safe Spaces is now available to watch for a limited time only, nosafespaces.com. The discount code for our listeners is SAVE25 for 25% off. Watch the film tonight at nosafespaces.com. Right now, the world feels different as we stay apart to make sure we can safely come back together. Till then, there is something you can do without even leaving your home. Respond to the 2020 census online, by phone, or by mail. The census impacts where hundreds of billions in federal funding will go for things like hospitals, schools, and roads. Now is the time to go to 2020census.gov. It's as easy as it is important. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. Well, we live in these times where, for a lot of people, conversation about death is never far away. And so, what about death? What of it? How to think of it, how to pray about it, how to invite it in some ways into our life. Well, Carl Truman is back with us. Carl is that with the Department of Biblical and Religious Studies at Grove City College, where he teaches courses on the history of religious thought. Carl Truman has worked extensively in the field of Reformation and post-Reformation studies, but more recently has become interested in matters relating to the understanding of human personhood. He wrote a piece that appears in this month's edition of First Things, and uh, here to talk to us about that, about death. Carl, honesty and death. Thanks for being with us. It's great to be back. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah. Carl, always good to hear from you. Um, All I can think of is the inescapability of death. Now it sounds obvious, but I mean, not just that it's going to happen to each one of us, but it's the shadow that lays over all of our lives. Now it happens all the time, but in times that are not pandemic related, I think it's easier to forget about, you know, you, you know, read your book, you go to work, you watch your movie, you work out or whatever, and you kind of try to keep those thoughts at bay. But at times like this, it's in everyone's thinking all the time. Yeah, I would agree. And in fact, I would, I would sort of make it more intense than that in some ways. And I think we, we've we lived certainly the last 20, 30, 40 years in an era where uh, not only have we routinely ignored death, as many generations before us have done that, but we've we kind of shoved death to the margins. So we are mm-hmm. singularly ill-prepared, I think, to handle it. It occasionally intervenes in our lives with maybe the death of a loved one or a friend. But you know, if you were to go back... 100, 150, 200 years, 
you go to church on a Sunday, probably you walk past the graveyard where your ancestors, your parents are buried. Uh, probably growing up, you'd have known people from, from a very early age who died. Uh, we've tended in modern culture, modern Western society anyway, to, to put death very much to the margins, to keep it invisible. And now, mm -hmm. of course, as you pointed out, it's, it's exploded onto the scene in a rather unavoidable way. And I don't think we have the, the personal cultural resources for addressing that in a way that previous generations might have done. Yeah. Carl, I just finished a book, which was, uh, it's called Shoe Dog. And it's the story of Phil Knight, who was uh, the founder of Nike. And it's a really interesting read because Phil Knight, from a very young age, was obsessed with running. And so much so that he flew to Japan in 1961 to try to extract a shoe contract from the Japanese. And as he's leaving, his grandmother is saying, don't go to Japan, Phil. Those people, they're surrounded by death. The atomic bomb was there. They tried to kill us in World War II. And, and he gets there in Japan. And like it's 1961, it's like 15 years after the end of World War II. And the economy's surging. The people are on fire with innovation. He kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes, these people are resilient. They look death, death in the eye and they've moved on. Yeah, and, and, uh, and there's something admirable about that, obviously. I mean, the, there's a sense in which we shouldn't live every day of our lives assuming that we're not going to make it to 5 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, we're going to be snuffed out be before then. But I think there's also uh, a realism that we have to have relative to, to our lives. If we're going to have any kind of hierarchy of goods in the way we think about time and the way we think about how we use our energy, mm -hmm. and also... Uh, at a time like this, say in the pandemic, when it's very clear that at some point uh, the governments, the, the governing authorities have got to balance uh, risk over against um, you know, life in general. It's very hard to do that, I think, if, mm -hmm. if you've managed to con yourself into thinking that if we can just get the technology and the techniques right, we are going to live forever. We're not. We have to reckon with death in a whole uh, number of spheres, I think. Carl, I think it's interesting that depending on the person, depending on the outlook or the worldview, death can render life very meaningful or meaningless. How can it do both? Yeah, I think there's a, uh, I think for a Christian perspective, um, the death is, is something that is a reminder to us of, of the judgment that's to come. Mm -hmm. I think it's a reminder to us that we are to use the time we have here on earth in uh, a constructive, uh, a positive way. We're to use our time to glorify God, to love God, and to, to love our neighbor. I think if you, if you lack uh, a religious uh, conviction, then you end up really with a, a situation rather like that articulated by the 19th century philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, who he does this sort of thought experiment where he essentially challenges his readers to, to think that you know, if you were to come back and relive your life over and over again for all eternity, how would you live every moment? And the answer, mm -hmm. of course, is you live every moment for pleasure. And I think that we live in a world today where because there is this nihilistic approach to death, because death is, is the end, uh, we absorb ourselves in, in the pleasure of the moment. Um, because life is meaningless, if you like, every moment takes on a kind of 
eternal meaning. We have to, to fill it with as much personal pleasure and satisfaction as we possibly can. So is, is it a matter of scarcity um, when it comes to, you know, n- number of days? Do you think that's what it is? Um, uh, well, let me, it, let, it, so wait, let me tell you a, a conversation I had just yeah. today, Carl. I was uh, in the Strip District doing some grocery shopping with my daughter, and we were yeah. talking about blueberries. And yeah. fresh blueberries are really only good for a two and a half month period, right? So you can okay. get them other times, but they're just not, they're not worth having. And having a frozen blueberry is just a whole different thing, right? So there's something about that two and a half month period. Now, we were talking about our ability to really enjoy a food we like that much for a very short period of time. Or if we looked at it backwards, it would be depressing because every day that we're eating blueberries is another day that they're going to go away. <laughs> yes, I, I, so I see the analogy, yeah. Uh, and I think there, there is a, a sense in which death is, a, is a, I mean, the, the English philosopher Roger Scruton says that you know, death is actually what makes life meaningful because, because it's a finite quality. Therefore, we should come uh, to make sure not that every moment is dedicated to personal pleasure, but that every moment uh, is filled with, with value, uh, that we yeah. should learn to, to live for the moment, not in terms of a kind of hedonism, but in terms of learning to appreciate the ordinary things in life. You're sitting on a deck, having a glass of wine with friends, for example, would have been one of the things that Roger Scruton uh, uh, pointed to. So certainly I think uh, the finiteness of life can help us to understand the value of, of the particular moment, if you like. I would want to avoid, though, the, the radical hedonism that says just live for the moment. I yeah. think uh, that's something definitely to be avoided because uh, life is not to be lived just for oneself. One life is to be lived for God and life is to be lived for other people, I think. Right. So, Carl, you, you talk about this in your piece, The Last Enemy in First Things, that the church, the Christian church itself in many ways, is complicit with society because we tend to go along with, well, you know, a new thing, uh, end-of-life celebrations, where, you know, now there's, you know, photographs and music and things like that. And, and so in some ways, even at the very last second, as the person is ascending into the grave itself, the physical grave, we tend to avoid that because it's just too messy or too unwieldy for us to engage in. Yes, I mean, death is a terrifying prospect. It's, it's often been said by philosophers, it's impossible to uh, imagine your own death, because if you imagine it, you'd be a witness at it, if you like. So death is this, this boundary that we, we simply cannot grasp. And I think that leads to us to respond in two ways. One, we could ignore it, which is what we do most of the time. But when you go to a funeral, it's hard to ignore death at that point. As you see the, the coffin of your loved one lowered into the ground, you can't ignore the reality of death at that point. So what we try to do then is deceive ourselves into, into thinking that it's not as bad as it seems. Uh, the idea of a celebration of life strikes me as odd because uh, you know, when, I, when I was at my father's funeral, it was not the happy memories of his life that consoled me in some ways, the happy memories of his life made the funeral that much more painful because Mm -hmm. I was acutely aware of what I'd lost. And I think the church needs to, the church's task is not to con people into thinking that death isn't as terrible as it is. The church's task is to acknowledge the power and the terribleness of death and then point people beyond it to the resurrection. 
-hmm. But you can't point people to the resurrection without first acknowledging death. Only dead people are resurrected. So, and I, and I think that that's one of the problems the church has, has skirted in the modern age. Uh, we've not prepared people for the reality of death in the way that, that we should have done. Yeah, I, Carl, I couldn't agree more. If I hear, you know, another person say, well, they're in a better place. No. I mean, it's just, I, I, and I, by us uh, anesthetizing ourselves to the idea of death, um, we don't name it what it is, which is the enemy. And if there is no enemy, then there is no victory in Jesus. No. And so what are we celebrating on Easter morning if death wasn't the enemy in the first place? Yes, I think we need to realize that death is not an illusion. Christ's own death on the cross was not a play act. It was not an illusion. Uh, I mean, as the Apostles' Creed says in its most contested clause, you know, he descended into hell. That's one of the ways of bringing out the terror of what's happening there. And I think the church needs to address that. If you look at the Book of Common Prayers liturgy for prayers when you go to visit somebody who's, who's seriously sick, it's very interesting that the prayers are, yes, for healing, but they're also prayers about you know, this person is, is tasting the judgment that is death at this point, help them to prepare for what they have to face up to. That's not a note that's often struck in the church today. Mm. Mm. Wow. Carl Truman from Grove City College is with us. An essay that he wrote called The Last Enemy appearing now in the print edition and online of uh, First Things, which is an excellent journal, highly recommended. Hey, Carl, let's uh, just talk about your present circumstances. Uh, of course, uh, we know that you're a professor at Grove City College. Grove City College, the uh, the term has ended, but it's it's still a weird time to be someone involved in higher education. Um, how did it work for you? Yeah, well, we went online middle of March, and I think the, the transition was was as good as could be expected. Uh, and the students, I think, appreciated the efforts that the college made to make that transition smooth. It, they'd rather be in class, is the feedback I've been getting from them. It's very strange to be at graduation weekend and not being able to say formally say goodbye to, to the kids I've taught. But the college is, is planning on reopening as normal at the end of August at this point anyway. So I'm encouraged, uh, I'm encouraged by that. I miss the students. I, I live mm -hmm. to teach in one sense. I'm longing to see them back on campus. Wow. Well, Carl, we appreciate the time that you give to us, and we appreciate all your scholarship and your good writing and your friendship. So thank you. Thanks very much for having me on. Our pleasure. Carl Truman, the essay, The Last Enemy, and uh, this month's edition of First Things. You can find it online very easily, First Things. Take a break and come back. Uh, oh, it's our weekly segment next called This or that. Both Kath and I have a categories of 10 things, and we just say this or that. Stick around for that. Or this. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. Your teeth can't remote into the office or remain socially distant, and dental emergencies won't wait to flatten the curve. The good news? While Stock Family Dentistry remains closed for routine care, they are open for emergencies, going above and beyond the norm to provide a safe, sanitary environment, pre-screening, and seeing only one patient in the office at a time. 
Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Looking for a new job? Coast to Coast Career Fairs and Word FM are hosting a free virtual job fair Wednesday through Friday, May 20th through the 22nd from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Attend this virtual job fair from anywhere online. It's free for job seekers and open to the public. Connect virtually with dozens of good employers who are hiring in the Pittsburgh area. Virtual interviews available for a variety of positions. Wednesday, May 20th to Friday, May 22nd. Pre-register at c2cjobfairs.com. c2cjobfairs.com. Sponsored by Word FM. Car shop from your couch with cars.com. It's never been so easy. Connect with dealers to tour cars virtually. Search great prices. And yes, they feature cars ready for home delivery. With over 4 million new and used cars, cars.com has your match. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. Hi, I'm Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. Churches and places of worship around the world have closed to ward off the spread of coronavirus. But thanks to technology, groups can still worship together online. In the coming weeks, as tensions escalate, people of faith will be called upon to serve and be a comfort to others. And online church services will be a medicine for the mind and soul. So remember, together, we'll get through this. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll have a mild evening with very cloudy skies. Look for occasional evening rain and a thunderstorm, followed by a couple of showers late tonight and a low of 60. Tomorrow, look for a blend of sun and clouds. High on Saturday, 76, then becoming cloudy and mild tomorrow night with a late-night shower thunderstorm around low 59. Cloudy on Sunday, high 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Holly Holdren. Time now for our weekly feature called This or That. It's a real simple premise. What we've done is both Kath and I have assembled lists, which include 10 things. Now, for example, cat or dog, this or that. We make no editorial judgment. We just move forward, and it doesn't really mean a whole heck of a lot. There's no weight to this. I mean, it's it might mean of, nothing, actually. Yeah, for more often than not, we've looked in the rearview mirror and go, what the heck was that all about? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, which is, so. Which is why we love it so deeply. Because <laughs> everything can't be meaningful in life, no. friends. There's a certain vapidness for a Friday mm-hmm. afternoon that fits sure. very well, wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? I feel okay. good about it. So here is this uh, Friday edition of This or That, Kat. Mm-hmm. May I begin, John? Please do. 90 degrees or 19 degrees? 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. Measles or mumps? Ah, oh, measles. Heck. Ripped jeans or Rip Taylor? Oh, Rip Taylor times 10. Mm-hmm. 
Coliseum or Taj Mahal? Coliseum. No. Surprising answer. Waterbed or water ski? (laughs) Water ski. Really? Townhouse or apartment? Townhouse. Oxford or Harvard? Harvard. Whoa. Pandemic or hurricane? Mm, Hurricane. (laughs) Great answer. Uh, David Crosby or Bing Crosby? (laughs) It's a generational divide there. Uh, Bing Crosby. Okay. Bing Crosby or Sidney Crosby? Oh, Sid. Mm -hmm. Sidney Crosby or Fanny Crosby? Sid. Okay. All right. Very nice. Very nice. That is Kathy's version of this or that. I feel bad for Fanny, though. Okay. Very nice. Now, the the Harvard thing, let me just say one thing. I I once uh, had one line in a movie where before uh, the comedian Sinbad, I said to him, I'll have you know, I went to Harvard. So I've got a... I got to go for that. Is that true story? Yeah, that's true. You actually said that to Sinbad? I did, did, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mike, Mike, he said that to Sinbad. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Cat's version of this or that. Here we go. I'm ready. Pantyhose, false eyelashes. Oh, false eyelashes. (laughs) Penguin, hawk. Penguin. Lima beans. Baked beans. Baked beans. Mm. Sebastian Manikowski. Man- <laughs> Sebastian Manikowski. Uh huh. Jerry Seinfeld. Heavy duty. Um, I have to go with the elder statesman, Jerry. There you go. Twelve noon. Midnight. Oh, midnight. Uh-huh. Fifth Avenue, Forbes Avenue. Forbes. Lisa Kudrow, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Lisa Kudrow. Uh-huh. Tulip, Peony. Tulip. Spiral Staircase, Tilt a Wheel. Oh. Wait, do you mean the band Spiral Staircase? No. Oh, you mean an actual Spiral Staircase? Spiral Staircase. Oh, tilt a whirl easily. Easily. All right. <clears throat> the gay boyfriend, <laughs> the Puerto Rican Marine. Oh, Puerto Rican Marine. Hands down, John. Tenth and final one. <laughs> I got enough I can get better than the last one. Crashing into someone's new car, falling down the steps. Two days when Kathy was at her worst. Um, I would say I would prefer crashing into someone's new car. <laughs> Touche. That is the Friday edition of this or that, the May 15th version. Very nice, Kathy. All right. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Uh, what is ahead? Oh, um, how to expand your quarantine bubble. Let's do it. Yes. Right. We're in yellow zone now. All is well.
93.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Zach Williams. There was Jesus. Me by Maddie Mullen. No and Toby Mac, see the light. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. Hey, listen, there's some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit windowsrouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnarounds in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, windowsrouspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrouspittsburgh.com. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. All of our cleaning and disinfection services use hospital-grade, EPA-registered products. Contact us to provide peace of mind for your employees. The man, the yellow man. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employers need as your business reopens. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master Greater Pittsburgh and schedule a consultation today. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. Here in the state of Pennsylvania, we are now in the yellow zone, which means there is some newer movements allowed by law for all of us here in the Commonwealth. McCaff, today, as part of that new movement, you found yourself once again back in the Strip District. How are things down in the Strip? Yeah, well, it was really interesting, John. It was like a completely different experience than it was last week or the two weeks previous. It was completely different. The attitude of people what? is different. There were many more, well, not many. The last time I was there was a Saturday. So it's kind of hard to compare because okay, to, sure. I was there on a weekday. To a Saturday. So that's not really accurate, I guess. But there were, there were more people. People were much more 
talkative. They were friendlier. There was not, there was a very limited atmosphere of angst, very Hmm. limited. It was, I was shocked at how different. Okay. That's interesting. What about mask wearing? So I only saw one person, ironically, it was a shop owner who didn't have a mask on. Every other person I saw had a mask. Now, I will tell you, there are a lot of people who wear masks very badly. Yes, they do. Like people have a mask over their ears and it's like hanging down below their mouth. So like, what is the point? It's a very poor effort on their part, right? It's kind of like they're they're signaling, I don't care, basically. Right. Or I don't know what this is or and how to operate it right someone gave this to me and i'm not quite sure what it is yeah all right we saw a piece uh in the wall street journal how to expand your quarantine bubble okay and so they're primarily talking to people who have been like a lot of us self-quarantined somehow since march and i think kathy your family mike your family my we're all pretty much insular we have pretty much stayed to ourselves yes and now that some of these strictures have been loosened what does that look like do you choose to expand your quarantine bubble so there's um a family that's featured in this the hecker family and they're saying this weekend they are finally going to visit their parents that the kids are going to go and they're going to hug and kiss their mom and dad they said it may be a little a little weird, but we've been so hungry for so long for interaction. Our kids, especially the saying the Hecker family misses their mom and dad more than anything, their grandparents more than anything. So this is their first stop. Hmm, okay. Now, the thing is, and the article really talks about this deeply, are two things, testing and tracking. Right. So there's not enough testing that's available still. And so without the lack of, with the lack of testing, then you can't find, if you may have it, who you were around to track that circle to shut that circle down. So until such time that there is adequate testing and then tracking, it's anybody's guess where these hotspots are going to open up. And that is what is anxiety producing. Yes. Um, and for, for all of us who, who want to keep you know as many people healthy as possible, um, I want to get out too. I mean, I'd love to go out and, you know, have a nice birthday dinner outside tonight. Sure. And I don't mean outside my house. I mean, it's some nice restaurant, Yeah. but I just, I don't feel like mm-hmm. we are in a clinical situation where that's not just allowable, but even if it was allowable, I still wouldn't feel right about it. Now, look, we've got friends, Kath, that I talked to you about this morning, good friends of ours in Ohio we're out already having breakfast at a restaurant. Right. So restaurants are open in Ohio? I don't know. I mean, they were sitting down at a table and they were like, okay, we're finally out. And these are people that are, my guess is late 60s, maybe even early 70s. Yeah. So some people, you know, look, we were just talking to Carl Truman about death. You know, I think early on in this, you know, pandemic thing, I think most of us, if you were thinking through this, you were embracing what it would look like to have your death. Did you, did you have that conversation sure. with yourself? Sure. Right. Oh yeah. So now all of a sudden that specter, because we're not, you know, in a nursing home, we're not medically fragile. Or there the virus some... just isn't as deadly as they thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah. Those, those projections have proven to be really considerably far, far off. Right. Mm-hmm. So it gives people confidence to go out now and expand. Look, after much discussion, we were invited to a small group gathering this Sunday. 
back and forth, back and forth. Back. What does this look like? Huh? So we're going to go to some friend's house on Sunday and sit in their yard. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what that looks like. I'm not sure if I'm going to wear a mask. I'm certainly not going to get very close to people. I approach this with a measure of trepidation. I do. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Right. Now, at the same time, I also shared with Mike, and I think with you as well, Kef, a George Carlin video from I don't know what year, right, where he talks about viruses and about his herd immunity. And as a kid, he used to swim in oceans or he used to swim in rivers where there was all sorts of, you know, sewage around. He believes he's much stronger because of that. Okay. But again, again, he believes he is. Okay. What's a belief? That's like. That's not based on anything he knows. Well, he's There's saying no- at his age, he's you know he's been around so much that you know if something falls on the floor, he's going to pick it up and eat it. Right. All I'm saying, that, I'm not immunity. saying that's not true, but I'm saying that he doesn't have any way to know it is true. Oh, he's he's guessing. He is right? dead. And I think that's my problem: is that a lot of what we're about to do is guesswork. Right. And I wish that. I was the person or you were the person or we all were people that could act based on evidence all the time, but we just don't, we can't do that. We we don't have enough testing. We don't even have enough knowledge yet about how the virus operates. And so a lot of this is going to have to be guesswork, but let us never cross the bridge, which says that, oh no, it's, I'm not going to get it or no, 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 no. no. listen, I, I, I already had it. Well, how do you know you, you had don't know, it? right? I mean, okay, you so, can guess that you were sick with something, but that doesn't equal you definitely had it. And especially that certainty could prove to be deadly, right? That hubris. Sure, of course. Right. So on Wednesday, we talked to um, Dr. Richard Zimmerman. He's been a week- weekly guest on our show. He said this past week, okay, so uh, on Friday, whenever these things go out, you may want to venture out with caution. Right. Right. Which I think is the only thing you can do. With sure. caution and not foolishness. Sure. Listen, when I, when I, my daughter and I went to the strip today, we went out, we wore gloves and a mask the whole time we were there. We yeah. took the gloves off when we left each store and threw them in the mm-hmm. garbage. When we came home, we did the whole like total cleanse, took all our clothes off, changed shoes, changed everything. I mean, I don't know what else we can do. We're trying to be as responsible as possible, but we're also not in charge of our lives. So, Right. So here we go. Let's see what happens. I mean, I think, I believe it's going to be an awful long time until we go into the green zone. Goodness Uh, knows what it's going to look like, you know, between now and then. So will the governor, you know, open up hairdressers and barbers at some point in the near future? Will that be allowed? Will there be a stepping process? as heck hope so. I'm good to go. Oh my gosh. I'm getting know. desperate by Monday. I wonder like my hair is going to look totally different by Monday because I'm going to have to start over. You know, you can only make things work in a similar vein for so long and then you just have to right. scrap it and just have a whole new approach. Well, what are you going to do? Like part it down the middle and like Maybe. pigtails. Aren't you thrilled to even imagine what might happen on Monday? I think show? it looks good. I think you're, Thank you. you're more than holding your own. Kat. Thank you. I'm trying really very are. desperately, but it's, it's difficult. It's, it's been like 12 weeks since I've had a haircut, maybe longer, maybe 12 it's been weeks. Okay. All right. Well, you look good. I mean, thanks. I, I mean, thanks. so, that's, what I so that's it, right? So for, for, for comfort and not to despair or for vanity, yes, do for you vanity. take a risk on your life? No. I mean, I'm not going to be at the hair salon the very first day they're open. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, can you imagine the long line? What all barbers and hairdressers long line out the door, please cut my hair. 
I don't know. Let, let me say this, John, and maybe this, maybe this can be my closing comment for okay. this is I just ask for people to be kind and compassionate with one another. Please don't act like a know-it-all when you're speaking to someone who you love or someone online or someone on social media. Don't call someone who's wearing a mask a name. Don't call someone who's not wearing a mask a name. I mean, I think we have forgotten some basic elements of manners in all of this. And so let's try to, you know, step back and be as responsible as we can, knowing we can't control everybody else and they have to make their own choices. So let's all, you know, do the best we can and act like we stand together or fall together. Very nice. Okay, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, listen, with this whole thing in mind, today, Allegheny County, City of Pittsburgh, said no Fourth of July celebrations. All county and city pools are closed throughout the summer. So the hits are going to keep on coming. You know, I said how long ago, a month ago, get out to Amazon and buy yourself an inflatable pool. Listen, that might be that the highlight. That is a humiliation, and I'm not doing it. What are you kidding me? You'll be dying for one in July. I'm not doing it. Blow that thing up and lay back. Good. So I don't know if you saw this, but there was just this big study about anxiety among us. Really interesting in this study about what can keep us up at night. One of the top stressors out of all the things to worry about is paying for health care. A huge majority of us say we're worried about that. It's totally understandable, but there's an affordable alternative to health insurance. It's MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, and it has worked beautifully for more than 25 years. And not only do people save lots of money, they get access to a huge network of doctors. They get to take advantage of 24-7 live access online where they can talk to a doctor and even get prescriptions. And of course, there is the savings. With MediShare, the typical family saves $500 a month. That can help you sleep easier, too. There's a lot to love about it. No wonder it's grown so much. Here is the number to find out more. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Looking for a new job? Coast to Coast Career Fairs and Word FM are hosting a free virtual job fair Wednesday through Friday, May 20th through the 22nd from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Attend this virtual job fair from anywhere online. It's free for job seekers and open to the public. Connect virtually with dozens of good employers who are hiring in the Pittsburgh area. Virtual interviews available for a variety of positions. Wednesday, May 20th to Friday, May 22nd. Pre-register at c2cjobfairs.com. C2C cjobfairs.com sponsored by word fm greater pittsburgh plumbing heating and cooling a partner you can trust in times of need featuring 24-hour emergency service from plumbing heating cooling and trenchless sewer repairs greater pittsburgh plumbing heating and cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560 greater pittsburgh plumbing heating and cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com hi i'm jay farner ceo of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During these challenging times, our commitment to providing you with the best mortgage experience remains. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. Mortgage rates remain near historic lows. If you think that now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 
at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. And MLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. Pittsburgh and Allegheny County officials announced Friday that large group events, including the city's 4th of July fireworks and foot races and public places where groups gather will be off limits this summer as a precaution against COVID-19. Both city and county swimming pools will be closed and uh, the great race is going to be canceled, youth baseball as well, and all city concerts, as well as city movies in the park, which they are hoping to hold as city drive-ins somehow in the park. The city's playgrounds, park shelters, and spray parks will remain closed until further notice. Oh, notice. I, don't, uh, I don't want that to be the case. Yeah, it's going to just shut everything down. The whole city shut down for the summer, it feels like, right? What about oh, libraries? Do you think libraries are open? Well, I know the Carnegie isn't open now. I wonder but, if they'll open. I mean, open. I don't know if, I mean, prior to yellow, when, you know, the right. Carnegie's been open, they've been closed for a long time. So I wonder, I mean, you know, you could go to the library. Would you go to the library? I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know. You go to the library are, just avoid the These are hard decisions floor. to make. You know what I think is going to happen? Right. Here's my estimate. Would you say? You go to the library, just avoid the third floor because <laughs> you don't want to go there. I mean, no, I know what happens on the third floor. Good. Believe me, I've heard stories. Mm-mm. Now, here's my thing. If if we're all, you know, getting out regularly and it goes on for two weeks and there's not a major spike, then a lot more people are going to go out. Probably so. Don't you think? I guess. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I'm, I'm in no hurry. I Like I said, I'm in no hurry to get out there. Yeah. So I don't want this. this to turn you into a hermit, John. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I think for a certain type of person, I mean, not that I'm a hermit, but I don't, I don't need a lot of people to be, you know, to be around me. Right. So when this is all over, I, I wonder how that will change some people. I think it'll, I think some people will be uh, irretrievably altered. I if do. you're predisposed to be yeah. singular, then you're just going to be embedded into that mold even deeper. Listen, have you thought about this? Have you thought, I never want to be driving around frenetically as much as I normally do in regular life. Or maybe yeah. you don't feel that way because you aren't driving your kids around. Well, no, there are, believe me, there are many per- periods of my life where I have been driven, right. driving my kids around. Now I, I, I hardly drive at all. Me, me neither. I, I just had my oil changed yesterday. The last time I had it changed was November, maybe like November. Mm-hmm. I've only put 4,000 miles on my car. Oh my gosh. November and wow. now. Wow. It's 4,000. Yeah, I seriously awesome. think to myself, I just, the, I don't know, being a mom, having kids who need to get to events, all those sorts of things. I just, I, I, I look back on what I was doing just months ago and I think, oh my goodness, I can't mm-hmm. believe how crazily busy that was, how much I was driving, all the places I was going. And then I think, I don't think I ever want to do that again. Okay. So that's a really good point then. So all those things 
that, that's a full life. We would def- describe that as a full life. And maybe that was just an excessive life. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't necessary maybe that was to just do too all much. that. Yeah. But right? that Drive- was what that was what seemed to be required. I don't know. I don't know. I just I feel like my current existence is very, very different than what I was doing when this started. I like it. I'm very Mike, content. Mike, do you like it? I'm starting to. Okay. I'm starting to like it. Because okay. I'm, I'm finally getting a routine going in my life. But I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I still miss people from church. I still miss fellowshipping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I actually have thought that the three of us are fortunate because we are unusual in that we have substantive conversations with each other every day. Yeah. We hope so. Well, at least we're trying. <laughs> I mean, some, yeah, of our listeners might, some of our listeners might argue. Turn that stuff but, off. But you know what I mean? We are, we, because it's our job, we intentionally speak to each other every day. Right. About and things, other people. Yeah. About things that matter. Right. And I think a lot of people who are in quarantine right now, even though they're working at home, they're not experiencing that. No. Right. Yeah. That's a really good point. I mean, a deep dive, right? The reading we do, the conversations we have, that we've got an appointment every day at four o'clock. You've got to be somewhere on time and you've got to be prepared to have that conversation. That means a lot. Yeah. And you have to have material prepared and you have to be ready to have some conversation of depth. Right. And I think, wow, you know, we're really, three of us are fortunate in that regard. I wonder how many people listening right now think, boy, I I wish I had somebody to talk to about something important. Of course. Holy smokes. Because, you know, if if you're just hanging out and you're streaming all day long, I mean, how much how much of that can you watch? The good news is finally today it feels as though spring has arrived. I know. So at least you can go outside and do some yard work. Right. You can putter around a little bit. And for those brave souls, now finally you will open up a little bit and you go, Well, I know that family, you know, that family, like in this article in the Wall Street Journal, there are families that they know that have been like themselves. Like Catherine, your family and I we're pretty similar here. We have been mm-hmm. social distancing. Right. So families would get together and go, okay, I'm going to sort of bet safely that we're on the same page and that our minimal imprint on you know society will keep us all alive. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it's just a roll of the dice at this point, right? It is. It is. Or, I mean, what about the people, though, who say this is all, you know, a government control Listen, thing? Listen, I have no, about- I really don't have time for that. I just, I really. You have none of that at I all? You, have that not, is- you, you never oh. believe any of that? No. Come on. Kath, there's something to be said about that. Get out of here. I just, I'm sorry. I just do, I do not buy that. I do not buy that all the governments in the world are colluding to talk about something that's made up. A lot of people tell that to all the people. Know that. Tell tell that to all. Well, it has to be because if it's not, then how is everyone perpetrating the same lie? I would say this people would say the strictures that have been in place. Look, if you were, um, uh, older or frail or had some pre-existing condition, then you were the ones who should have quarantined. Well, guess what? Everybody else should have guess just what? gone on with their lives. The, guess what? The people involved in public health in America were trying to help us. Okay. So if they actually tamp down too much, then just say thank you for trying because you couldn't have done any better if you were in their position. Because well, it's an unknown. So how about, you at treating, the loss of how about treating jobs, our leaders economy. with a little bit of grace and mercy? 
I get that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to point the finger at Governor Wolf or the president I'm doing or that. Like that. Right? I'm no, glad I'm not governor. He's made a lot of hard decisions. I don't agree Again, with all of them, but I'm not going to pillory him online. At the same time, though, we've got jobs and we've got paychecks. Right. So if exactly. you don't have a job and you don't have a paycheck, man, you know your head's exploding. It do- but get it doesn't give any of us an right ex- doesn't give any of us an excuse to be a jerk. No, of course not. No, no, no. Decorum and manners still count, no matter what. Yes. Right. I think, this sort of exacerbates that or amplifies I know, that but even more so. Kindness and mercy is our calling as people who follow Jesus. So that's the last word. Kindness and mercy as those who follow Jesus. Take a break. Come back. Go oh, little news, traffic, weather, whatever. That's we big mix. Are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The head of the FDA says his agency has suggested a rapid COVID-19 test used by President Trump may produce false negatives. The Abbott Laboratories test is used daily at the White House. Abbott has rejected the findings. Tourists are once again roaming portions of Grand Canyon National Park after some areas have reopened. During the early morning, more than two dozen people were enjoying some viewpoints along the South Rim. The main highway between Las Vegas and Reno, U.S. 95, has been closed following a pre-dawn magnitude 6.5 earthquake. A researcher called it the largest to strike in a remote area of western Nevada in 65 years. No injuries reported. Stocks managing to close modestly higher. Today, the Dow gained 60 points. The Nasdaq was up 70. And the S&P 500 ahead 11 points. This is SRN News. Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial, they've got you covered. This is Kathy Emmons. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health related, anything. Copays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three-to-one benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496, and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com. 
today. You've already been lied to. You've already paid a ton of money to someone who did lie to you. And it's hard to come to someone like me and say, Ariel, I trust that you're going to do what's right for me. This is Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group, the timeshare cancellation expert. We're not just here to cancel your timeshare completely. We're here to provide you with the best customer service of your life. I deal with clients from all walks of life. I actually have a client right now who is an attorney. I have doctors. They were still taken advantage of. And it's not just the mom and pop. It's everybody faces this. They've been lied to. They are nervous. They're scared. But we're going to get you out of this. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. My name is Ariel. I'm a resolution specialist at Wesley Financial Group. Call now for your free timeshare cancellation kit. 800-619-3377. We'll have a mild evening with very cloudy skies. Look for occasional evening rain and a thunderstorm, followed by a couple of showers late tonight and a low of 60. Tomorrow, look for a blend of sun and clouds, high on Saturday, 76, then becoming cloudy and mild tomorrow night with a late night shower, thunderstorm around low 59. Cloudy on Sunday, high 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Holly Holdren. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. The Friday edition of The Ride Home. Very nice. Uh, we've been calling it the Stay Home, although I was heartened to see there was traffic today on the parkways. Was there? The first time, yeah. There was like a little traffic jam going on. Wow. That's good news, I would think, right? I mean, I guess it's good news. I mean, I hate traffic, but based on what we've been doing for the last two months, I'm happy to see it. Yeah. I I was reading somebody said uh, wherever they were coming in from, their daily commute was about 45 minutes uh, regularly during the pandemic, especially during the lockdown. It was 25 minutes. So the 20 extra minutes in trailer were like, oh, here we go again. Okay. All right. uh, Kath, I I don't know if this is you, probably not you, but certainly in, in our house, my kids often mock me for my repeated playing of the same artist mm-hmm. from my it's just something i do sure right so i'm listening to you know paul simon or jackson brown right. or you know the kinks mm-hmm. or you know they go that again we've heard that dad we've heard of that but for me that's the best music that's the best yes. music like ever yes so the bbc did a breakdown mm-hmm. and they spotify to look at the number of streams that are played in a particular decade where they were trying to find the BBC was trying to find the best year ever for music. Mm-hmm. So what so they based, did was, so based on the streams, based on what people are saying they like, what's the consensus? That's the question they're asking. Right. So economist, a guy named uh, Seth uh, Davowitz who analyzed Spotify data on people's listening habits, he found that if you were a teenager when a hit song was first released, it remained popular yeah. in your age group for 10 years or more. Yeah. Well, I've certainly crossed that threshold. Mm-hmm. All right. So they've gone back decade by decade, even actually year by year, and looked at the most popular amounts of most popular streaming, which to me is not really a good 
what you're going to base, you know, the best music ever on yeah, streaming. Right. I don't, I don't. And, but you can look at that from every possible angle. You can get a bunch of music snobs from some music school to like assess in technical terms, what the best song is, right. or you can ask, you know, the same number, some number of people, how many people can sing this song. And if they can sing the whole thing or most of it, then that's a great song. I mean, there's no, there's no, you know, scientific arbiter of what no. makes a good song. Right. Okay. So I've got listings of from the BBC, the most streamed songs of okay. 1969, 1977, 1984, okay. 1999, and 2006. Okay. They break it down. Okay. All right. So let's go back. Let's go way back to 1969. Okay. Okay. In quick order from top 10 to uh, from 10 to number one, mm-hmm. these were the most streamed songs. Bad Moon Rising, Creedence Clearwater Revival. I bet. Now, my, first of all, it's Mike's favorite band, but go on. Mm-hmm. The Boxer, Simon and Garfunkel. Space Odyssey, uh, David Bowie. Gimme Shelter, The Rolling Stones. A classic. Fortunate Son, Creedence Clearwater Revival. A classic. Uh, Suspicious Minds, Elvis Presley. Come Together, The Beatles. A classic. Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline. A classic. Jackson 5, I Want You Back. A the classic. number one most streamed song from 1969, The Beatles, Here Comes the Sun. 25 million streams. I would never have guessed that. Here I would have thought that Come Together would get more streams than that. Right. Huh. I, I don't know. Yeah. Here okay. From 1977. Okay. Yes. Now this is not forward. this now let me just clarify for the listening yeah. audience. These are not people who were streaming in this year because there was no streaming then. It's right. the people who are streaming now songs from that year. Exactly. So okay. whether, you know, if you're 12 to, you know, 92, you may have liked these songs and streamed them recently. Okay. The number of streams, okay? okay? 1977 the most streamed songs of 1977. Yes. Easy by the Commodores. Wait, what's the first one? Easy. Easy. Oh, I love the Easy Like Sunday Morning. Right. Billy song. Joel, She's Always a Woman. Eh, it's not his best song. 1977. The Bee Gees, Staying Alive. Y- yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to love it. Thank you. Bill Withers, Lovely Day. Listen, Peerless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Bob Marley, Three Little Birds. Okay. Queen, We Are the Champions. Oh, my gosh. Right. Of course. Fleetwood Mac, Dreams. I Fleetwood can't stand Mac, that band. The Chain. Uh Number oh, one Mike, stream song of uh, 77, love the ELO, Mr. Blue Sky. That's a good song. I love yeah, ELO. ELO. Mm-hmm. I love ELO. That okay. is, you know what that is? That is silly music. It surely is. Uh, is I like ELO, it. Are they still around? Are they still a band, so. I wonder? Okay. I don't think so. Most stream songs of 1984, number 10. This should be like all time song. Prince, Purple Rain. Of course. Bruce Springsteen, uh, Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark. Okay. Kenny Loggins, Footloose. Oh, everybody cut loose. It listen, I hate that yeah. song. Oh. I mean Kenny Loggins. Well Loggins missing. Uh Wham, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Boy, is that's an annoying piece of music, mm-hmm. isn't it? Queen, Radio Gaga. Yeah, it's a great song. Number five, Queen, I Wanna Break Free. Okay. Number four, Brian Adams, Summer of Sixty Nine. That is an awesome song. <laughs> really? That's a cheese ball song. I love really, it. It's so cheesy. I love it. Number three from 1984, Aha, Take On Me. Take On Me. me. Mm-hmm. Listen, of all the songs that I would have ever guessed from 1984 that would have like served the test of time, I would never have really? thought that it would have. But it's well, how I about mean, this song? My kids love that song. Everybody really? I know loves that. Mike, you like that song? Absolutely. Take yeah. On Me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mm. Number two, 
Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas. That's the worst song. That's a bad song. Who's streaming that song? The number one song streamed from 1984, Wham! with Last Christmas. Oh, Last Christmas, I Gave You My Heart the very next day you gave it away? What this list teaches you is there is no accounting for taste. Taylor Swift covered that song. No accounting for taste. Uh, It's horrible. Okay. Most streamed songs of 1999. 1995? Keep on moving. 1999. 1999, okay. Yeah, the band Five, Keep on Moving. Okay. Dr. Dre and Eminem, Forget About Dre. Yeah. Blink-182, All the Small Things. Yeah, I like that song. I like that song. Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, still DRE. I don't know that. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication. Yeah. Smash Mouth, uh, number five with All Star. I love that song. Destiny's Child, number four with Say My Name. Yes. Backstreet Boys, number three, I Want It That Way. I want TLC, number two with No Scrubs. Okay. Number one song of 1999, Top Lander with Dancing in the Moonlight. That's a good song. Yeah. It's a remake. Okay. Yeah. Uh, most stream songs of 2006, which is the late, latest category they had. Oh, 2006. All right, yeah. good. Uh, Pablo Nudi, uh, Last Request. I don't know that. Uh, Arctic Monkeys, When the Sun Goes Down. Yeah, I like that song. Mm-hmm. The Fray, How to Save a Life. I love The Fray. Mm-hmm. Arctic Monkeys at number five with Marty Bum. I don't know that. What is that, Marty? <laughs> That's it. Uh-huh. Uh, number four. Roommate. Shakira uh, with Hips Don't Lie. Yeah, it's a hard one to forget. Yeah. Number three, The Kooks, She Moves in Her Own Way. Okay. Number two, Snow Patrol with Chasing Cars. Right. And the number one stream song of 2006, The Kooks, uh, the Kooks with Naive. I don't know. I don't think songs. I know that. I don't know any of those songs. Do you I'm know sorry. that song, Mike? Nope. No. Once they go past like 1985, I, I kind of go, <laughs> I guess I got busy. I guess I had other things to do. It is funny, though. Once you leave high school, you interact yeah. with music differently. Or sure do. Yeah. You really yeah. do. But, Which I but, appreciate that about you. You don't. You tend to, you're, because your husband's a musician, yeah. and you as well, you're still active with what's going on today. Yeah. Wolfpack. We really we really do that. Yeah. yeah. Wolfpack is our, is our new passion. Yeah. It helps me in many ways. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, God is a writer. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, Chad Ashby joins us. Fascinating perspective to think if God's a writer, then what does that make us? Stick around. Mm-hmm. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy, the Friday edition here on Word FM. Next week is Memorial Day weekend, which is the you know official kickoff of summer, right? Yep. So if you're looking for something to do next weekend, I would suggest you head on down to the spring house and check out Marsha. Marsha, you're doing the annual barbecue weekend. How are you? We are great. How are you guys doing? We're well, good. thanks. Yeah, yeah. Marsha, I've spent every Memorial Day weekend with you for about 10 years. Mm. I know. And guess who I'm sitting across from, Kathy? Your Tell me. Cow the cow. Competitor. Your Wait, cow who? milking competitor, <gasps> Pat O'Brien. Not Pat O'Brien. Oh, my gosh. Tell him I said hi. I have such affection, even though he keeps hey, beating Kathy, me. How you doing? Good, Pat. Love you. Yeah, they should have a statue of Pat O'Brien down there at the Springhouse. Listen, Pat right. lets so, me win every year. I mean, it's all—it's almost too much for me to take mm-hmm. how kind he is. Yeah, his, milk, his milking skills are utterly ridiculous. They really oh, are. Yeah. I'm just going to stop right there. All right. Thank you. 
So anyway, I don't know that we're going to be able to do Farm Heritage Day this year until the governor, unless the governor really turns us loose. Yeah. But um, we're still going to do our chicken barbecue. We did a chicken barbecue at Mother's Day, did a take and bake, and it worked really great. We got a lot of really great comments on it. So we're probably going to do another one of those. And people can even bring their blankets and sit out in the field by the pasture and sit up at the picnic tables and just kind of hang around, kind of spread out on the farm. How's that sound? Sounds great. Sounds like a lot of fun. Is it Saturday and Sunday and Monday? How long does it go, Marcia? It's just Monday. So we'll have a lot of great food off Saturday and Sunday. They can come hang out on the farm. But on Monday is the official chicken barbecue day. Wow. Terrific. All right. Well, listen, the spring house is still open. You can still get your great food to go. Check it out. The spring house, they're there and they're going to take care of you. Eat well. Spring house. 101.5 101.5 WORD, the station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music. New music from Francesca Battistelli. This could change everything. This could change everything. Provider by Kate Thompson. You show me where the light is, you're my And Danny Goki, love God, love people. Because it all The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around... I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit E&K Excavation. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Who is most at risk for coronavirus? People over 65, people with underlying medical conditions like heart disease, chronic lung disease, asthma, diabetes, people undergoing cancer treatment, and people with weakened immune systems. What should you do if you or a loved one is at higher risk? Avoid close contact with people. Avoid crowds. Stay home if you can. Wash your hands frequently. Learn more ways to protect yourself and others at coronavirus.gov. Bible teacher Chuck Swindoll on the coronavirus. Every day seems to bring another set of surprises and more reports of heartaches pain and suffering. Let's agree to trust and not be afraid. Our God is still in full control. He loves us with an infinite amount of love and therefore will never release his grip on our lives. 
An encouraging word from Chuck Swindoll, your station, and your friends at Insight for Living. One of the things that I've felt badly about over the last couple of days in particular is that I wasn't keeping a journal as this whole experience unfolded. And, you know, in moments like this that are so unexpected, that have so many, um, I don't know, that people are making decisions with, with consequences they can't imagine. We're saying yes to things that we can't understand the impact of. Um, I wish that I would have been writing as this all went along. Right. Okay. So ever in your life, have you ever kept a journal? I haven't. I'm just journaling is not something I've ever done. I find it a little annoying. It's almost like it would be something else I have to do. And I don't want another thing I have to do. I can't get it in my head as something that would be helpful or beneficial or enjoyable. Right. Okay. What about you? So, well, uh, I have not journaled, but here's the weird thing. So just like a couple of weeks ago, I had to go down and, and look for something, you know, in, in our basement, we, I've got, I bet you, I have no exaggeration, 25 of those, you know, gigantic storage boxes with mm-hmm. the lids mm-hmm. and inside I have scripts and notebooks and books and any number of things that, for better or worse, that have followed me through life. So when I, once I open up one box, I, you, know, you kind of go, I know I'm going to go into this and take a deep dive mm-hmm. and I'm going to find things and I, I can't help myself. It's kind of like, so it's a, like an archaeological dig into your life in a way. Hmm. It's not a journal per se where I'm sitting down there and talking about every day, but especially notebooks that I had, you know, while I was in class or while I was doing something, Mm -hmm. I took detailed notes with always the date on it. Mm -hmm. So I can Mm -hmm. follow along oftentimes years at a time with where I was and what I was doing. Okay. So do you think of yourself as a writer? No, Mm -hmm. no, not at all. Okay. Do you think of yourself as a reader? Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wish like you do, if I mean, if there was, I wish I was a, um, a consistent, a, a consistent writer because mm-hmm. I think I always thought, well, I'm okay, but I never tried to get to be a better writer. You know what I mean? Right. It never was an intentional thing. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe you don't, I have a, I have maybe a deeper guilt level about it because it was one of the things I majored in, in college. You know, I spent a ton of time writing. Um, I've spent hours and hours and days of my life, you know, putting out papers and doing, I I worked as an editor for a long time. So, um, so I love that. And I guess I'm disappointed in myself that I haven't carried that into my personal life, you know, in things that matter, especially like this. So I'm actually thinking, John, about maybe going back and look like kind of trying to highlight at least the dates of things that were important, things that we did, things that happened, just so maybe in the future, I'd have a record on that. Okay. So when I think about that, like, like to, to go back and the, you know, the efficiency of that, Yeah. To what end? For whom? For you when you're 80? I don't know. Or is it for your kids? Because if it's for your kids, forget it. I mean, my kids, they're going to go, that's just more stuff. Right. Well, I don't know. I didn't think about it in that regard. I'm going to do it for Mike. Right. Mike's too busy anyway. 
So Mike doesn't want to come and read my ruminations? No, he doesn't. hurts not. my feelings, Mike. I thought we were closer than that. No. Sorry, Hey, yeah. Chad Ashby is with us. Chad is the pastor of College Street Baptist Church in Newberry, South Carolina. He lives with his wife and his five kids. He blogs at Aftermath, and you can also follow Chad on uh, Twitter as well, Chad Ashby. But he wrote a piece called God is a Writer, and with it, he raised really some interesting ideas about God's intent and how he speaks to us. Hey, Chad, welcome back to the show. Hey, John and Kathy, it's great to be back with you guys. Yeah, good to hear from you. Tell us, Chad, why you think God is a writer. Well, I mean, we have a Bible, right? So uh, he actually a pretty prolific writer. How many authors mm-hmm. can claim to have written 66 books? So, <laughs> <laughs> Not many, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And I actually teach, I just finished yesterday um, teaching British literature. I teach uh, lit at a, a local high school. And uh, this is actually something I raised the very first day of classes. We talk about, well, God is a writer, and you're kind of like, well, duh, you know. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is that has some implications for us, you know. Number one, that, well, that must mean God intends, if God's going to write a book, then he must intend for us to be readers, you know, to read that book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is, this that has a lot of implications for us in teaching and uh, us personally, actually, uh, I, as I was thinking about our conversation, I thought it might be interesting to hear if you guys have uh, read any Christian author recently, a book by a Christian author that uh, has had a lot of effect on, on the way you think or you personally or spiritually. Yeah, oh. I mean, I can answer that because right oh, now on my, on my bedside table, I've got uh, the Tim Keller book on prayer. Okay. Which, which means ah, a lot okay. to me. I mean, he breaks it down, and I, I love to pray, but I, I wanted to, and I've always just sort of been a, you know, a free prayer, but I wanted to kind of go to someone who was going to really sort of, here's some guidelines, here's some things you, th- you should think about. It's been, it's been a great encouragement to me. Kath, how about yeah. you? Oh, yeah, well, I would say, say A.J. Swoboda's book um, is about the, the Holy Weekend. It's about Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I can't think right now what the title is, which is funny because it's sitting right next to my uh, chair downstairs. But that is a pro, it's a, this is the, probably the third time I've read it. It is really? a profound book, profound book. I love it. Yeah. Recently, I read a book by Daniel Doriani uh, just titled Work. And I don't know whether it's because I've not done enough reading on the topic or whether mm. he's just, you know, written in a profound way. But my goodness, just it's reshaped the whole way I think about um, the way we were made to work. So mm. now here, here, here's the harder question. Can you think, and, and it doesn't have to be recent, but can you think back to a book by a non-Christian author that yes. affected you deeply on a personal or spiritual level? Yes, yeah, I can do that. I can do that easily. Um, there's a book called, it's actually a trilogy of books called Mississippi Blood, written by Greg Isles. And um, he is a secular writer. He writes suspense books, but he wrote a trilogy about, um, well, I don't even know how to sum it up. It's basically about um, injustice for African Americans in the South. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. it's probably, the, the trilogy is probably easily 3000 pages. And uh, I would not recommend it if you don't like a lot of explicit uh, writing in, and it's very difficult to read, but it also completely changed my perspective. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. So then I, I just talked about this a little earlier. I just finished the book. I read the, uh, the Phil Knight uh, memoir, um, which I loved. I mean, Phil Knight, the guy from, uh, who uh, from Nike. founded Nike. What a great story. I mean, I'm always interested. Yeah. What, I'm, what I loved about the book is I'm interested in how people who build something massive or just, you know, regular people, how they go in the early days from an idea to point A to point B to C to move it forward until there's an explosion and something, you know, changes forever. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I, I don't think you have to go a long way to try to convince Christians that they ought to, number one, read the Bible. Um, now, getting us over the hump and actually sitting down and reading the Bible, that's maybe another story. But at least on a on a totally theoretical level, we can all agree, yes, we should read the Bible. And then sort of as a corollary, I think we can even get Christians to agree, you know, yeah, we probably should spend some time reading Christian authors. But I think, uh, I think you may have a hard time convincing some believers that they should waste time, in their mind, reading non-Christian authors, and especially when, non-Christian fiction. So, uh, so I want to I sort of pique everybody's interest and talk a, a few minutes just about a novel by my favorite American author, who is Mark Twain. Now, have you guys read Huckleberry Finn? No, probably yes. you have. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Loved it. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. So, yeah, so Huckleberry Finn, if, if, you, if you're out there and you haven't read it, it's basically the story of this young boy who's the town pariah. His father's a drunk. He, he actually um, is in sl- – his father actually locks him in a cabin, and it's this abusive relationship. And uh, on the other side of town, there's a slave named Jim who is wanting to escape slavery. And so both of them are sort of enslaved in their own ways. They meet one another on the Mississippi River and decide to take this journey to freedom together. And it's this whole American epic. They encounter all these things along the river. And and the whole time you kind of know they're not going to get what they're hoping at the end of this journey. Um, But you're along for the ride. And Mark Mark Twain is not a Christian, by the way. And so anyways, you get to the end of the book, and he he, uh, pulls the carpet out from under you because you find out at the end of the book, that Jim, spoiler alert to any middle schoolers or high school students out there who are going to read Mark Twain. <laughs> Thank <laughs> no, you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You, uh, you find out Jim's uh, owner actually passed away shortly after they left and set him free in, his, in her will. So this whole time, he's actually been a free man. Hmm. And then you find out also that Huck's father had, uh, had died right before the journey began as well. So this entire journey was based on false pretenses. Hmm. And it's just, it sort of it takes the wind out of it and you're like, wow, well, that whole thing was a waste. And I think sometimes that's the way that we feel about fiction hmm. is, well, why would I enter into a false reality? What is there to be gained in this? I'm going to go through this whole journey and at the end, it's just, it's just false yeah, it's all false pretenses in in the end, right. and uh, I think I think that Mark Twain though is making a statement about the power of novel, because yes, uh, Jim and Huck they were mistaken about their circumstances, and the whole journey uh, was really unnecessary. However, Huck has to encounter all these things that change him as a person. He encounters uh, family violent family feuds. He encounters false religion. He uh, develops this amazing fatherly relationship, father-son relationship with Jim. He's confronted with his own racism. 
And even though it was all under false pretenses, was that character false? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the power of novel is we it can, is. if we can set aside our disbelief long enough, we can enter into these novels and the characters and the, and the plot, they force us to wrestle with real questions. And we can actually develop characters. We read those novels that then have an effect on our life in the real world. Um, so that's, I think that's one reason why we ought to be readers. Why read yes. promiscuously, you know, Christian, non-Christian, yes. obviously God's word, but, uh, yeah. So that was the kind of the first thing. If, if God's a writer, then we must be meant to be readers. But secondly, I think if God's a writer as people made in his image, we're supposed to be writers too. Mm-hmm. We show ourselves to be like God when we write. The, I think you guys were talking about journaling before I came on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you all do any other forms of writing, or is that not really in your wheelhouse? Well, we write for the station. Yeah, we have no, to we, write, we write in our jobs, but that's different. Yeah. It's not, you know, I mean, it's good. Business, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, business it's writing a problem. is yeah, business writing is a different type of writing. Um, and anyone who's in broadcasting has to write, you know, we have to write what we are going to talk about and, you know, that sort of thing, but it's not contemplative writing. And I think that's where I feel like I've got a deficit. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, let me encourage you guys, because I don't think that there, that necessarily we want to draw a hard line between, you know, writing for business or perfunctory writing versus like reflective writing. Okay. And in any way that you know, when we when we uh, use language, we're contributing to uh, the language the language as a whole. Whether it's in our the way we email, whether it's in the way we uh, post comments on Facebook or or the things we tweet, we're constantly shaping the the language. There's a poem by Rudyard Kipling. Uh, he's the author of the Jungle Book, mm-hmm. uh, and lots of other famous books, but. Uh, he has, a, he has a poem called The Birthright, and it's all about – now, Rudyard Kipling, he lived in the height of, like, British imperialism and loved everything English, you know. And so he's talking about how the English language is the first part of the inheritance we get from our parents. Um, and obviously, this could be true of any language, but language is the first thing we inherit from our parents. And uh, he has this line where he says – so he compares the English language to all this the jewels, like rubies, diamonds, uh, mm-hmm. sapphires, pearls. And then he says, which things through timeless arrogance of use, we neither guard nor garner, but abuse. Mm-hmm. And just this uh, idea that when we're entrusted with language, we're either going to leave uh, the language better off by the way we've used it when we hand it off to the next generation or in a worse place. Um, and certainly as Christians, uh, we want to use language, whether written or spoken, to encourage others and, and to point them to Christ. Um, but even things I talk to my students about, like even spelling, you know, you think, oh, spelling, how can that be a, a Christianly thing? Well, you may have great ideas, but if you can't spell them the right way, <laughs> you're going to have a hard time getting people to, to give your ideas um, space in their mind to, comp- you know, contemplate them. So um, it's just an interesting thing to think God has taken time to write and give us the gift of language. How are we going to treat language as a jewel? And uh, mm-hmm. how will we leave language for the next generation? That, hey, sadly, that's, that's yeah, something you, that I feel like... 
That's today, just a really, you know, that it, is a really good word. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Chad. I got excited about what you were saying and we're short on time. No, it's all right. But, you know, yeah. I think that that's a really worthy subject to talk about uh, because especially in the era of social media, we treat language oh, so, cheap, so cheaply. And we are only bringing havoc on ourselves and our society by doing that. Chad, we'd love to have you back to talk about that more, but uh, our time is up. That's Chad Ashby. He's been with us from Baptist Church in Newberry, South Carolina. Thanks, Chad. Chad, our best to you. Thanks. Yeah, and you guys stay safe. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah, we're trying to stay safe, yeah. Appreciate it. Okay, we'll take a, a break, come back. Uh, we're going to talk about, remember when you were a kid, did you ever do like a neighborhood prank where, you know, you rang someone's doorbell and ran away? Right? You ever do that? Ding dong ditch. Mike, thank you for Mike saying that. Apparently, it is back in a whole different way, which involves Christians. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join Mike Badalini for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. here on WORD. You can also call Mike Badalini now for your complimentary customized retirement and income kit and 115-page retirement and income book at 844-449-SAFE. That's 844-449-7233. If you have a child, no matter what the age, unless you've homeschooled in the past, chances are your child right now is involved in some form of online learning. Well, here's the deal. Successful learning takes more than two computers. Both of Kath and I's kids go to Grove City College. And so we see firsthand the nature of what quality online education is. In these strange times, not the best way to go about learning, but making the best of an odd situation, that's Grove City College. Kath? I think one of the things that I've been so impressed by and thankful for, John, is the fact that the personalized approach and the personal relationships were already in place before all of this hit. So it wasn't like the professors had to figure out who the students were and, boy, i got to make sure that I can come up with some kind of like interpersonal approach to them. No, that was already happening. And so when that's, you know, when they have history in that regard and then something like this emergency hits and they have to move to a different mode, it's awkward, it's weird, it takes a lot of adjustment, but really the relationship is already present. One day soon, hopefully, this will all be over and kids will be back in school. We would encourage you to check out online Grove City College, its beautiful campus, but even more so, a Christ-centered education from men and women who love to teach Love to learn. Look online, Grove City College, gcc.edu. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. 
We'll have a mild evening with very cloudy skies. Look for occasional evening rain and a thunderstorm, followed by a couple of showers late tonight and a low of 60. Tomorrow, look for a blend of sun and clouds. High on Saturday, 76, then becoming cloudy and mild tomorrow night with a late night shower thunderstorm around low 59. Cloudy on Sunday, high 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Holly Holdren. Self-quarantine can make us feel lonely. Here's Chuck Swindoll with a well-timed reminder. We're in all of this together. So let's do our best to remember that word together. Insightful Living is a family. We're connected with you in so many ways. We want you to know how much we care about you. Thank you for remaining a part of our Insight for Living family. Listen daily to Chuck Swindoll and Insight for Living. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. All right, the time is now, friends. Yes, very nice. It's been a week, has it not been? And things move fast. Mm, they surely do. So mm-hmm. every time, every Friday at this time, we look back and we talk about things that we liked, things that hacked us off, things that we ate, things that we read, things that we talked about. So let's get underway. Uh, Mike, uh, number one here, which is it, please? What was everyone talking about this week? Yes. The only thing anyone ever talks about, which is the coronavirus. Right. However, there's a new layer of... It's yellow. We are open for business, right? I mean, you two realize that, don't you? We are open for business. I do realize that, John. Thank you. Fabulous. Excellent. Okay, that was what everyone was talking about. Good. I right? agree with you. Okay, Mike, give us number two. What was a conversation that made you think? Okay, this is not, we talk about a lot of, of deeper things here, but I, I've been thinking about this all week long. And I, I might say something about me. Uh, earlier on in the week, we talked about the meat automat. Yes. Which was, you know, the meat in the little machines I've in never upstate heard of New that. York. I had ne- prior to that conversation we had, I'd never heard of the concept. So as a kid, I always had a fixation on automats, and I thought they were long gone. But the idea now of going into a store, not even a storefront, just it's a, a place where there's a machine. You see like a roast or burgers or lamb chops or whatever you want to so eat weird. as far as meat. It's sealed, all ready to go, like you would get at the butcher shop. Uh-huh. You press the button, you put in your debit card. And you walk out of the store without even talking to anyone, and you're holding some good meat. I would do that in a heartbeat. I just think it's a weird conversation. I think it's really, really odd, and yeah. I don't think I would do it. I really don't. All right, I've been thinking about that all the way long. All right, the conversation that made me think this week happened on Tuesday. It was at 4.10 in the afternoon, our conversation with Matthew Lee Anderson on Christianity being weird. And look, for all of our protestations that, you know, we're rational people and that we value science and that we are reasonable, we are all of those things. And hopefully we do value science. But at the same time, if we try to strip Christianity of its weird supernatural elements, then we're only telling part of the story. There is something about believing in Jesus and having a relationship with a supernatural God that's weird it's, it's not weird. explainable it's not something that you can put on a graph and keep data on there's it's there is a weird element to it that we should instead of trying to tamp down on 
we should embrace. I think we should, we have to embrace it. My God oh, was yes. crucified, and then three days later, my God rose from the dead. That's weird, but that's the truth, and mm-hmm. I believe it. All right, Mike, number three. What did you eat? Mm. Kath, I think you turned me on to this. The mini non flatbread pizzas. I did. Oh, my gosh. We had those last night. It's the most delicious thing. Those mini nons. And then I put a, a pesto base on those mm. flatbreads. A with delicious option. Fresh mozzarella, mm. pepperoni, Kalamata olives, mushrooms, and red pepper. In the oven, two of those, 400 degrees or so. 10 minutes, 11 minutes later, boom, it's better than anything I've eaten all week long. The mini non flatbed flatbread pizza. And isn't it better than a frozen pizza? Oh, time. Oh, I just love it so much. Highly recommend it. Outstanding. The mini non from Kathy Emmons. Love a mini non. Love it. All right. I went for the dragon roll when we did takeout this week at the Royal Myanmar, which is a Burmese restaurant in Westview. Mm. Listen to me. Whatever you're thinking of having tonight, you should change your mind and you should go to the Royal Myanmar. You should call these very nice people and you should ask for a dragon roll because it has fresh tuna or you can choose salmon um, or you can do crab. But tuna is really so delicious. And the sushi is so wonderful. And the little bit of avocado that's draped on top. Man, that's nice. It's just absolutely fabulous. I love the Royal Myanmar. So look it up in West. Very nice. Mike. Hungry right now. What did you watch? Well, with the passing of Jerry Stiller early this week, I went back and I started watching Stiller and Mira on the Mike Douglas show, the Ed Sullivan show, all these things. Mm-hmm. I love I love this so much oh, because yeah. what they would do in two and a half minutes, they would essentially do a little play. And the kind of work that, that do, they've done, that sort of sketch comedy that's mm-hmm. so intimate. It's two people that are almost face-to-face. That's a lost art. I love that so much. So I've been feasting on Jerry Stiller videos so, on YouTube all week what long. What a great thing. What yeah. a great thing. Well, listen, speaking of Jerry, um, yeah. I've been feasting on Jerry Seinfeld because oh. his, his brand-new stand-up routine uh, came out a couple weeks ago. And it, listen, it is five stars out of a possible five stars. What's it called, Mike? 23 hours to kill. I mean, it is <laughs> so funny. great. I love Jerry so much, but I'm, I'm telling you, this is the best stand-up he's ever done in his yeah. whole life. This at the is, age he, of 65. At the age of 65, he is peaking. It's absolutely terrific. So that's, that's what I've been watching. Next, great. Mike. What hacked you off? Listen, John, if I hear one more person say that if you wear a mask, you're a coward, I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, you two do realize that it is in the... <laughs> In, in in managed care facilities, right? Yeah, you I do, do realize that. that. I do realize yeah, that. Just saying. Listen, yeah. is the surgeon is the surgeon who's about to operate on you? Is he a coward for wearing a mask when he comes into the OR? Apparently so, right? I mean, right. it's just I can't. Yeah, I that's can't. you know that hacked you off. That hacked me off. Same John. thing that hacked me off too. I wrote it down. Wear no a way. mask. Yeah, it's, wear a mask and be wear a mask. Be, proud be about kind it, okay? to someone and keep your germs to yourself. Very All right, nice. next. Okay. What was the best news you heard this week? The best news I heard this week? Yeah, tell me. Three three words. Ruby Sue Rickers. Yay! (laughs) My nephew and his wife, Melissa, had their second child. I mean, these people, uh, they're college educated. They, They live a good life. And, you know, 
but they just had a baby. They just named her into a country music Western star. I love it. She's going to be like Loretta Lynn. Ruby Sue Rickers all of a sudden jumping on stage. So she That's came into so the uh, into this world yesterday. Congratulations. Oh, the best news I heard this week was Noah James Carr. My nephew was born yesterday as well on my dad's birthday. He is super. Noah James, super cute. Looks just like his dad. I love him. That's the best news I heard also. Excellent. All right, Mike. And our new question for this week. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? <laughs> I don't know why he asks that. <laughs> kind of snarky. I agree. Anything meaningful? Like, yeah. have you been reading anything? Yeah. We've done that. Okay. Okay. I have something meaningful. All right, go ahead. Okay, can I tell you what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been reading uh, Second Peter over the last week or so. Second uh, Peter 1 and 2. Or no, First Peter and Second Peter. I've been reading both of the books. Um, but in the last couple days, I just, I, I, I've heard this for years. I've read it multiple times. It never hit me as much as it did this morning. Listen. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Boy, if we looked at our current circumstance like that, it seems like our days are long. It seems like our days are hard. But God is patient, and he's keeping his promise to us. I'll end to that. I'll add nothing to that, Kath. I'll just leave it as it is. That's all. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham. Satan's primary weapon to neutralize the effectiveness of the believer in the Lord Jesus Christ is the weapon of compromise. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. This is Kathy Emmons with Word FM, and we're partnering with Bible League International on Fan the Flame, Bibles for Asia. Our shared goal is to send 5,000 Bibles from the Word FM listening family to our brothers and sisters in Christ in Asia. In this region of the world, Bibles are scarce for many reasons, including the remoteness of where people live. In the Philippines, church planners and evangelists trained using resources from Bible League International travel hours by car, boat, and foot to lead Bible studies in remote places of the country. Let's send them the Bibles they need in order to share Christ and see lives transformed for His glory. You can join Word FM by sending a Bible for $5 or $15 for $75, and a limited time matching gift will send twice as many Bibles. Call 800 Yes Word, 800 Yes Word, or click the Fan the Flame Bibles for Asia banner at wordfm.com. God bless you for caring. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employees need when you reopen your facility. Contact us today. The man, the yellow man, called Service Master. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. We have developed a comprehensive facility reopening guide for businesses preparing to re-enter the workplace. 
Visit ServiceMaster or GreaterPGH.com to download yours today. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During these challenging times, our commitment to providing you with the best mortgage experience remains. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. Mortgage rates remain near historic lows. If you think that now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Oh, yes. That familiar sound of the doorbell. When you were a kid, if you were 10 years old, 11 years old or so, 12-year-old, generally it was, you know, young punks, guys. The height of entertainment and danger was going down to people's houses, ringing the doorbell, and then running like crazy, and then hiding, right? And then looking the person as they come out of their house, looking around, who rang my doorbell? What's going on here? And for me as a kid, I thought that was like super comedy. I just, I did that probably a thousand times. Did you I really? It. Oh yeah. I mean, just because you were bored, a bunch of guys would go out and do that just because we could. Yeah. Mike, did you ever do it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch that of is. times. It's a, I, I had a ball. Yeah. You I ever never, do it? I never did that ever one time. Does not surprise me. You're home reading because yeah. you were a very good girl. She's a good girl. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, so now the, the prank it's known commonly as ding dong ditch, right? Yeah. Or just doorbell. I call it a doorbell. Okay. It's back. Saw an article in Wall Street Journal today about a woman, uh, Melinda Hall. She is no relation because I, I would not. <laughs> she She's a good Christian woman. And for seven hours last weekend, she went out and she did ding dong ditch. Now, the what? only twist was she was engaging people in her church before she did this she went to the dollar store and she bought every little debbie ding dong she could oh and she left little gifts for everybody exactly so people in her youth group or the older people in her church she left little notes ran up to the door rang it ran back to her car they came out and they were like hey debbie what are you ringing my doorbell for and she said Look down, and they'd look down, and there would be the little Debbie ding dongs. Oh my the gosh, hostess that's ding dongs. Awesome. Just miss you guys, and you know, oh. just making community by doing ding dong ditch. That's all. I love it. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? 
Don't worry. Select what found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Today's forecast calls for clear skies, slight winds coming out of the northeast, and customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual. So you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. John, after 274 years, 274, Princeton has finally honored its first black valedictorian. Wow. Wow. How about that? 274 years. Nicholas Johnson, a student from Montreal, Canada, was named Princeton's valedictorian in a news release from the university, according to CNN. Johnson will have majored in operations research and financial engineering when he graduates this year. (laughs) It's a little bit of, you know, my sounds a little complicated. (laughs) Yeah, that is cool. Quote, It feels empowering being Princeton's first black valedictorian, he said. It holds special significance to me, particularly given Princeton's historical ties to the institution of slavery. Johnson told this to CNN. I hope that this achievement motivates and inspires younger black students, particularly those interested in STEM fields. Isn't that amazing? Nicholas Johnson, first black valedictorian from Princeton. Very nice. Congratulations to you. Princeton's probably like every other school, not going to do a graduation. So we'll we'll miss that moment, right? Yeah. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, That's our show today. Listen, don't be angry. 
Okay. Don't be angry. Right? Don't be angry. Don't Everyone point your just, finger at somebody. No, be kind. Be We're generous. Doing the best we right. Can. Be at peace with yourself yes. first, and then with the greater world itself. All right. Peace be with you. We'll see you Monday, God willing. Have yourself a great weekend. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.